At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great night for sports talk radio. Good evening, Aaron. Of course, out on the Los Angeles West Coast Geico Fox Sports Studios. How you doing, my friend? Arnie, I am doing very well. How are you tonight, my friend? I'm doing good. Just watching the games wrap it up. I want to be the first to congratulate Villanova on winning the championship. So it was a great run. And, uh, you know, really... Wow! Wow! What's wrong with that? I wanted to be the first to congratulate them, Aaron. Did I, did I put the? It, is there another game? I did. I thought this was the championship game, Aaron. I didn't. I didn't know there was another game coming up. Wait a second. Did you already proclaim them national champions? Is yeah, that that's it. Yeah, I'm, it's wrap it up. It it's over. Matter of fact, we'll get. Oh, stop it! Would you please? 
I got a better chance of dating supermodels. Listen, uh, and you, my wife live, leaving me before. Uh, you got stop it. You got to stop saying that, Arnie, because <laughs> you, you keep saying it, and I keep saying, you know what? I live in L.A. I can make some phone calls. I can ask around, and then you keep telling me you have a wife. What yeah, a buzzkill! Yeah. I can't help you if you got a wife. Busy show, Vegas Runner, coming up in hour number two. There's somebody that has a million-dollar ticket on Michigan. We'll go over that. We'll get the early line uh, for the championship game, get a couple of other things. We'll get our predictions coming up. Lots to get to. If you want to get into the show, uh, send the tweet, Aaron underscore Torres, uh, T-O-R-R-E-S, or Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Let's start at the beginning. we got a lot to get to. Obviously, the first game of the evening, Michigan wins at 69-57. i got to tell you, you want to talk about a buzz kill Aaron. I was all into this. I mean, Loyola with the lead in the second half, up to 10 double digits. I'm already thinking to myself, is this probably perhaps the second best run in sports history? Of course, next to Team USA when they won the gold medal, uh, because there's nothing that's ever going to compare to that, but I'm, I'm thinking, is this one of the best runs? Are we all into it? Is this phenomenal? How great is this? I mean, my head is spinning at that point, up by 10. I thought they were going to go on to the victory. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, no, we were all in the same boat. And it was funny because even when Michigan was playing well very early in the game, I think they took a 12-4 lead at one point, uh, I, I was sitting there on the couch watching with my girlfriend, and I said to her, I said, Michigan better better pull up, better pull extend this lead because right now Loyola early in that game was just missing wide-open jumpers, and you knew at some point they were going to turn the corner. They do that, and for about 30 minutes, they're the better team. And I'm sitting there right with you. Uh, we're both prepping for the show at the same point. We want to give America the best sports talk oh. radio show anywhere, uh, but especially on a Saturday night at this hour. We're both uh, uh, grinding away, and that's my thought. Where does this rank? What does it all mean? What if Loyola wins Monday? And then Michigan uh, just blows them out down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, that was the buzzkill. I'm saying to myself, how disappointing is that? Not only do they lose, I mean, of course, it, it uh, Michigan wins going away. They win by 12. Uh, kind of, you know, put a damper on everything. I, if they would have been in the finals, I mean, you want to talk about the whole Goliath underdog, David and Goliath story. And I mean, I think it would have been ratings through the roof. Now I feel it's, it's just like, uh, uh, I mean, just the afterthought. I mean, I really feel like Villanova's going to go out the witness. Uh, I don't think people are going to be as invested. I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't, you know, I didn't hear a lot of buildup of the final four of this week coming up. I didn't hear this. Wow, Loyola, this is a great story. The the storylines, the buy. I don't know. I, I didn't get any swell of news uh, leading up to this final four, Aaron. Yeah, it's interesting. I was on the ground in San Antonio for a couple of days, so I don't know. But it did feel like the early part of the week. Uh, that that was not the case, that people were not really talking about this Final Four. I do think part of it was just maybe there was, believe it or not, I know you're going to call me crazy, I think there was a little Loyola fatigue. I mean, it was a great story three weeks ago when they advanced to the Sweet 16. It was a great story last week when they make the Final Four. But how much can you really extrapolate out of that at that point? Of course, the other two programs uh, that were playing in the second game, Villanova, Kansas, as well as Michigan, their teams we kind of know. We kind of know the familiar story. If you've seen, as my dad always said, this, you've seen one X, you've seen them all. Well, if you've seen one Kansas team, you've kind of seen them all. 
So I'm with you, and then you add in kind of Major League Baseball opening up, NFL free agency rocking and rolling. I'm with you. It was a very quiet week for the Final Four. I'll be curious to see if we get buzz going in this national championship game. You know, it wasn't a great game. I mean, the second one was so much better than the first one. There's no doubt about that. Do you think fans are happy that Loyola lost? They were tired of the whole storyline of, you know, I I even hate to say this, but the whole sister Jean and the underdog and, you know, do you think people are getting a little sick and tired of that or what? Uh, I do, well, I think people absolutely were getting sick and tired of it because um, it, I what I said to our producer Mike before we came on air here, I was personally tired of it. Now I wasn't tired oh. of. Listen, Arnie. Listen, first of all, we easy have, there, easy. What you're gonna say? We have America's most honest radio show. I was yes. over. I was over Sister Jean. But here's what I said to Mike. Yeah. I had, I had no personal vendetta with Sister Jean. I was over the corporatization of Sister Jean. When right. I started seeing the bobbleheads and the officially licensed gear and the socks, I know you got your own pair of Sister Jean socks, Absolutely Arnie. Absolutely wearing them right now. Very, well, that's what I'm saying. See, you you <laughs> fell into the trap. You fell into the Sister Jean wormhole. What's wrong with you? you, you everyone, everyone's trying to make a buck off this little old lady. That was the part that bothered me. I was telling Mike, this is what we kind of do as a media society. We get a good story, and then we just squeeze every last ounce out of it that we possibly can. And so I do think there was real Sister Jean fatigue by the end of the week. You think uh, Loyola making it this far was good for the tournament or bad? I heard ratings were down a little bit. I, I mean, you could go ahead and look at ratings and spin it your own way. I, I know there's tons of ways to look at it, but I hear they were down. I'm not so sure the rest of the country was embracing the sweet underdog of Loyola uh, like uh, some of the rest of us were. No, I, I agree. And, and like I said, I, here's the thing, and we talked about this last week, Arnie. Everybody loves those early round upsets in the NCAA tournament. It's why we tune in. It's why we fill out a bracket. You don't really want to see those teams towards the end. We we want to see the Kansases. I mean, Kansas-Duke was an incredible game, played at an incredibly high level. That was one that everybody wanted to see, and, and you want to see those kind of teams. Uh, North Carolina, Kentucky, I think Kentucky, the ratings would have been significantly up if it had been Kentucky playing Loyola in the Elite Eight instead of uh, Kansas State. So, but, but you know what, though, Arnie? This is my problem because you know I'm a guy that loves college basketball. Right. I think that happens in every sport, and every you know everyone's oh well the ratings are down, and not to like be critical of you or anybody in specific, but everyone's oh the ratings are down. The ratings go down in every sport, depending on who's playing, with the possible exception of the Super Bowl being the only one. But I mean, I'll tell you right now, I love the NBA as much as the next guy. But if we get Rockets Cavs in the NBA Finals or right. Warriors Cavs for a fourth straight year. I'm just going to be honest, I'm a lot more likely to be excited and tuned in than if we get Rockets Raptors. No disrespect to DeMar DeRozan. I hear he's oh, yeah, a fan that, of our- No, that is a disrespect, but that's okay. I mean, that, that, uh, that, that's say- fine. But why do you say the ratings go down anyway? I, I, because I thought the ratings continue to go up. As, why is it? Because there's more ways to watch the game. If you take you know, uh, apps and TV and all that, I bet you more people are, are watching the games than ever before. Well, I know that part of it is, look, first of all, uh, it's on TBS. It's not a channel like CBS right. that everybody gets. Steve Sager had some great notes on that last week. But I, I, I don't think that that can be the be-all, end-all because and our buddy Clay Travis, who hosts on this, this network, brings this up all the time. 
Alabama-Georgia National Championship game was on ESPN, and it was one of the highest-rated college football games in recent memory. So I don't think you can play that. I just think that people are going to be interested based on the storylines, based on the narratives. Again, Loyola is a good storyline, but if you have no kind of emotional attachment to them, say what you want. Everybody's emotionally attached to Duke. They either love him or hate him. Everybody's emotionally attached to LeBron. They either love him or hate him. Not everyone's attached to Loyola Chicago. As I just said, not everybody's attached to DeMar DeRozan and the Raptors. I'm yeah. sure they. I'm sure people in Toronto love DeMar DeRozan. I can't say that I know many people here, uh, you know, in Los Angeles, or I don't know how 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 much Vermont would pull for them. It's just <laughs> different, you know. Uh, one of the tweets we got in Stinking Genius, yes. Villanova should win on Monday walking away, but when you declare early victory, you put them on the path to direct implosion. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, let me tell you something. I think Villanova, an early line, I haven't seen them, but I, I'm guessing early line, Villanova going to be about a six-point favorite. I think they do to Kansas. Uh, excuse me, they do to Michigan uh, what they did to Kansas. Though, how could you stay that hot from three-point rain? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, and we actually saw this from Michigan themselves. I mean, Michigan, in a Sweet 16 game I was at, they were unbelievable against Texas A&M, and they were never able to duplicate that. Now, I will say Villanova was the most prolific prolific three-point shooting team in college basketball. Not in college basketball, but in the NCAA tournament this year. So for them to hit 12, 13, 14 threes in a game isn't unusual. Now, of course, hitting 13 in the first half like they did tonight, I would say, is for sure. All right, when did you turn the game off? I said 19-4, Villanova was up, game over. I put on Shawshank Redemption. Did oh, you watch one my... order? When... <laughs> you either getting li- get busy living or get busy dying. I know what Kansas <laughs> did tonight. Yeah, usually I, I'm a law and order guy. Uh, my favorite one is when Benson busts the bad guy. But uh, this time, right to Shawshank, because this one was over at 19-4. You, you understand that. There was there was no coming back from that. They did, Kansas never even made it a game. And by the way, not to rag at them, and I know Villanova had a great shooting night. Kansas, because I went to Arizona, so it's been a tough year. But I know what poor three-point shooting defense is, because Arizona's poor on, de- on defending the three-point shot. That's exactly what Kansas was doing tonight. They were get, Villanova was getting great looks at the three-point shot, and, and you can't allow that. You've, you've got to close the gap. You've got to do something. Their defense was horrible. Wow. Uh, uh, that was law and order, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. Sorry, I'm not a huge TV guy. Uh, I like to watch my sports on TV, of course, but uh, yeah. I, I, I don't do a lot of the other programs. But um, but no, I listen, I don't disagree, and that's the one thing, kind of what we were just talking about. When you play Villanova, as I said, they're the most prolific three-point shooting team in the NCAA tournament this year. you got to be ready for that. But I also think it shows how good Villanova is, how gifted Villanova is. And it was funny because I was, I was thinking about this today as I watched that massacre, and I'm, I'll be with, I'll be, uh, I, I am right there with you, I should say, in that about 19-4, to 4, I said, eh, this probably isn't going to end well for Kansas. Uh, but I, I was watching Villanova yesterday during their open practice of the Final Four, and it was unbelievable the drills that they go through. They, they practice. It, it sounds cliche, but they practice the extra pass. They they practice the head fakes. They practice ball movement, and it pays off on a night like tonight, where, like I said, NCAA tournament record or Final Four record uh, three pointers. They had thirteen in the first half. It was unbelievable. All right, there's a couple things I want to get to when we get back. Your final thoughts on Loyola. Is their coach going to stay? Would you recommend that he stay? Should he stay? Is the grass always greener on the other side? And by the way, Aaron, did you see what happened to Sister Jean as she was 
go into the sideline early so she could give her guys a hug at the end of the game. Did you see what the Michigan fan did to her? Oh, no. Unbelievable. I'll get to that story when we get back also. We got a busy show. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier. By the way, Aaron, you got to get the Hooters. We're going to Hooters when I come back out to Los Angeles. We're going to try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste of just half the calories, you can eat twice as many. We're going to Hooters. I'm in. I'm in a thousand percent. But by the way, I, I uh, quick Hooter side story. Uh, yeah. So w- one weekend in May, I will not be here. I've already told you about that. You're going to have to somehow do the show without me. I think you'll oh, be wow. fine though. You're a seasoned pro. Uh, you are. You are the the Jay Wright of of radio. Just nobody <laughs> does it like you do, man. But uh, but we are. I, I you know it was a previous commitment that I had. I, I I had my arm was twisted months ago to go to Vegas that weekend, but. We get in late Thursday night, and we were looking for somewhere cheap to stay because we're 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 getting in so late. We said we we're not gonna stay at a nice hotel. We're only gonna be there a few hours. We're staying at the Hooters hotel. There you go. Thanks Hooters. There, there you go. I love it. Maybe I'll I'll take that weekend you off. Come on, we'll go. You should come. It's a party. It's a part. Hey, real quick, let me. Porter Moser, I, I'll be honest, the coach at Loyola, right? Did I even get the name right for crying out you loud? You sure did. Didn't even know much about him. Uh, didn't know a heck of a lot about him before the whole tournament started. Seems like a great guy. I loved Rick Majerus. Mick Re- Rick Majerus used to come on my show all the time, very accommodating before he passed away. Um, you know, I, I just love the whole story about that. Give me a reason why he should stay, or maybe tell me why he shouldn't stay and he should cash in on his popularity right now yeah it's really interesting because you brought this up uh earlier during our show prep and i really i i think that it's going to be hard this year to be honest because i just don't think that there are going to be a lot of good jobs available at this point i mean louisville opened up and they've hired their guy yukon my alma mater opened up i mean hey Something could happen with this FBI schools. You know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Arizona has an opening at some point here in the future. But uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So I just don't think that there's going to be a job worthwhile for him leaving for. The truth is they return a lot of their guys next year. Uh, he's going going to obviously get a fat raise and deservedly so. But he is still pretty young. I, I do wonder if he's there for the long term. But I find it hard to believe that this year uh, there's going to be a job for him. But like you said, uh, one of the we talk about Sister Jean, we talk about Mo Wagner as far as the guys that have uh, guys and girls, I guess that have become kind of the breakout stars of this tournament. How about Porter Mosier, my buddy uh, Matt Norlander from CBS Sports wrote a great article today about the how he's he calls coaches that have been fired and and just right, right. you know he makes time for everyone but himself and everybody says he's one of the quote unquote good guys in that business and and I, I look forward to kind of following him throughout the rest of his career. You know, you, you said something interesting. You said maybe there's probably not a job for him uh, this year. Why should there be a job for him? Are you telling me he should leave then, right? He should cash in on the popularity that a place like Loyola, who I think makes zero dollars from yeah. their basketball program, you don't want to finish it? Because is, is Loyola, and I'll ask you this also, is that the new norm where a mid-major now, where a team that has uh, three-year juniors, four-year seniors, or even redshirt, uh, five-year seniors, where now they have five or six guys like that on the team, and maybe they start to take—is that the new norm? I totally agree, Arnie. I totally believe that it is. By the way, you know who else has a profile very similar to that? 
Who? Villanova. They just have better players. And But you look at Villanova, I mean, the Bridges kid that everyone's talking about is a lottery pick. He was a guy who redshirted as a freshman to gain weight, add weight. He wasn't a top highly rated recruit. Dante DiVincenzo, uh, who's awesome, he took a redshirt year to get bigger, get more physical. But I do think this is the new norm in college basketball. It was, a, it was an interesting talking point when Duke lost last weekend, where for the second year in a row they had the most talented team in the country. And we were sitting there saying, hey, is it possible that getting all these freshman superstars is not the answer as Villanova is going to play for a national championship? Uh, Michigan has a lot of older guys. And then, as you said, Arnie, Loyola, three, four-year players, even though they weren't, quote-unquote, the highly rated recruits. I think this is the new norm. He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm stinking genius one. Uh, if you want to go ahead and send in your tweets, because we'll get to those a little bit later on. Vegas Runner joins us in hour number two. I'm just wondering if maybe the grass isn't always greener. I'm, I Look, I'll be honest. I'm the guy that's always, you know, when I've gone through my radio career, if somebody called me up, I always took a serious look at another job. Matter of fact, I've taken a lot of jobs. I always said, oh, wow, I want to take a step up and go up. There was a lot of times I wish I'd never left the place, and the grass wasn't always greener. That's the only reason I bring that up. Maybe he's, he's 40 years old, right? It's not like he's a young guy that wants to be moving around a lot right now. Yeah, well, it was an interesting conversation earlier this week. Louisville obviously hired Chris Mack, and not to get too off topic here, right. but Chris Mack was a Xavier alum. He spent his whole life in Cincinnati, and that was a lot of uh, the point a lot of people made was, are you just going for the money? Are you going for the new challenge? Because the grass isn't always greener on the other side. And I think college basketball is the one place where you can stay and, and, and you can raise the profile of a school and make it a routine thing. I mean, Wichita State went from a, an, they were an 11 seed a few, I think they were an 11 seed, but a, a double digit seed or that made the final four uh, in 2013. And now look at where they are. They were a four seed this year, top 25 program. The same with Gonzaga. There's no reason Loyola can't do the same. You you mean to tell me kids aren't going to want to play in that system, that ball movement, three-point shooting, playing for a guy that everybody seems to like? I think that the the future is bright at Loyola. If if Porter Mosier decides to stay, it'll it'll be interesting to watch over these next couple years because I think he is a guy that is very much now on the map, on on the radar of so many people that do love college basketball. Let me tell you what this is going to change, all right? And I didn't think about this before the tournament, but now that Loyola made a run to the Final Four and was up by 10 in the second half, which proves these mid-majors can play with the big boys. Nobody's going to doubt that. What this is going to have to force the NCAA to do, or maybe the selection process, excuse me, the selection committee to do, and I hate to say this because a lot of people are against this, you're going to have to increase the number of teams you take to the tournament because we need to get more mid-majors in. The teams that ended up winning their conference, excuse me, their, their conference, but lost in their conference tournaments that we left out, like the Middle Tennessees and the Vermonts of the world, we need more schools like that. So we may have to increase by another probably four or something like that to try to get more mid-majors in to have this. I, I, I think that's the way to go ahead and solve this because, it's like you said, there's going to be more mid-majors that are going to compete with the big guys. I think we've got to have that where we get more mid-majors in there, Aaron. So you're saying to expand the tournament, though, to do yeah. it? Yeah, well, I mean, you have to. you got to make sure that, I mean, in 68, we didn't even get Middle Tennessee in or Vermont oh. or any of the schools like that that lost after winning their conference. So we, we've got to go ahead and make sure we get a few more schools that, and I guess we have to increase by four. Well, I just believe, and I, I don't think that this will happen because it's all about money and it's not about logic and common sense. 
I just think we got to take the teams that are most deserving. And so you look at Middle Tennessee this year, the the, the selection committee said that wins away from home uh, were valued by the selection committee this year. Middle Tennessee had more road wins than anyone in college basketball. So what you're saying is you're you're full of you know what if that's what you are saying uh, to to teams. The, the, go, go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I was going to say to the selection committee because they they gave me some. I don't even know how they do it. They said, well, there's so many points, this and this, that, and the yeah. other, and you got to play a lot of away games, and they're, they're full of baloney as well, far as I'm concerned. There, so no, I, I wasn't happy with the selection process, well, Aaron. And that's what I was going to say is yeah. is I just think at a, at a certain point we got to sit here and say. Is a team that finishes eighteen and thirteen in the regular season really one of the sixty-eight best teams in the country? I mean, you and I talked about this uh, last week, but I had friends who were Syracuse fans, friends who yeah. were Texas fans, friends who are Oklahoma fans saying, "I don't want to watch this team anymore. They're terrible." I mean, Oklahoma lost eleven out of their last fifteen games. Who wanted to watch that team again? And so, look, I think there's a very simple thing. I don't know that they would ever do this. How about if you can't finish above 500 in your conference, you can't yeah. make the NCAA tournament as an at-large team. That seems it, pretty simple to me. It's pretty much, I think it's pretty much the way it is now. There's a few, uh, of course, exceptions to that rule. I want to get this real quick because I told you, did you see what happened to Sister Jean when uh, she was in her wheelchair? They were wheeling her toward the, um, uh, you know, I want to say where the tunnel is so her players can come and say goodbye and, and give her a hug. Did you see what happened when they were uh, going over there, Aaron? Did you check it out? I did. I mean, it was disappointing. I there was a yeah. There was a Michigan fan uh, who I didn't have like a box seat, but had a I, I guess like a little. The students you know, are right on the floor. I think it was a yeah. student. Yeah, it was right there. Or I think I don't know if it was a student or an adult waving goodbye to Sister Jean. I'm like, come on, dude. She's a 98 year old. Uh, no, come on, man. You know, give her a, cut her some psych there. But maybe he got caught up in the moment. Nothing too serious. But I mean, I I, he, I noticed that once the TV cameras caught it, they turned away right away. He had some not nice things to say about Sister Jean. Yeah, I, it it was it was disappointing. And obviously, college kid, probably a few beverages. But it doesn't make it okay. I, listen, I, I kind of went on my tangent about Sister Jean in the first segment here. I'm kind of over Sister Jean. I'm kind of over the corporatization of of Sister Jean. But there's a way to act and a way not to act. And, and as I kind of said, I have no problem with Sister Jean because I don't know that she's asked for any of this attention. The the cameras continue to come to her. Uh, the the reporters and writers continue to come to her. I wasn't in the st- in the stadium at in San Antonio during her press conference on Friday uh, Friday morning because I didn't feel like coming to be point honest. Um, but you know, but like like but her her pre- I mean I'm, I'm being honest. But her press conference had ten times as many reporters as any of the actual press conferences for the players. So, but I don't Too blame funny. Sister Jean for that. Yeah, I, I I wasn't getting up extra early to go to go hear Sister Jean speak. I'm sorry if that All makes right, me. A, I know it's Easter Sunday tomorrow. If that makes me a bad person. So be- yeah, you are pretty much, but, oh, but that's okay. okay. That's okay. I, we're the bad boys. I, I understand radio. that. Uh, we're going to check with uh, DeSager uh, when we come back, though. Uh, you know, we talked about the coach of Loyola. Uh, what about John Beeline, who really uh, doesn't get the props that he should? We'll talk a little bit about Bill Self and Jay Wright. Also, a little bit more about the Villanova Kansas game as we wrap that up. All that's coming up. But I, I bet you DeSager wants to tell me how the Dodgers are just crushing it tonight. DeSager, <laughs> what's going on? Huh? No, actually, the Dodgers only have four hits, but they scored a couple couple runs on an error. They have a couple sack flies. So it looks great on the scoreboard. The Dodgers have finally scored runs this season. They're up on the rival Giants. 5 nothing in the eighth inning. But the Dodger offense, 4 for 23 tonight, just for the record. And uh, the Giants had a perfect game last night going 
against the Dodgers uh, into the seventh inning. So, by the way, my Mets uh, clinched the division today, did they not? <laughs> That's right, two and zero record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mets got a win, six two over St. Louis. Washington's two and zero. They won thirteen seven at Cincinnati. And guys, a lot of complaints about the uh, Alamo Dome horn. Not normally a basketball arena, of course. It's being used for the Final Four. 68,000 the attendance. Apparently they they borrowed the horn for timeouts from uh, a 1980s Volvo or Volkswagen or something because (laughs) it didn't sound like a basketball horn. Let's put it that way. People were not going nuts on Twitter all night about that thing. But the two games are But it's not worse than that. What do they call those things in in soccer? The Sager. Yeah, that's oh, it. no, yeah. It's, not, yeah, it's not worse than that. Yeah, no, from South no. Africa, from that World Cup. Look yeah. at you freeze like a deer in the headlights. Because well, that's, that's, the that's not at all like a horn in a basketball game, which goes off when Come there's on. a timeout. The Vuvuzela was 90 straight minutes. It had nothing to do <laughs> with what was going on in the game. Can I ask, uh, can I ask you guys a quick question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever been to San Antonio? I was there. Oh, yeah. I was there this week for the first time. What a city. It's an unbelievable city. They it should is. they should have the final four there once every two or three years. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was just so yeah. impressed by that city. Agreed. Oh, we have we have an affiliate in, in, in San Antonio yeah. too. So. It's phenomenal. It's it's not thought of with the big cities, but it's kind of like when San Diego used to host the Super Bowl. I remember yep. Al Michaels opened a telecast at the Super Bowl once, said, "Why isn't the Super Bowl always in this town?" Yes. Of course, in that case, the answer is. They have an idiotic stadium. But college basketball's Final Four was tonight. Villanova and Michigan, the winners of the national semifinals. Villanova from three-point range, 18 for 40. Two-pointers, they were 18 for 25. They just outshot and buried Kansas, 95-79. It was 22 to 4 early in the game. Michigan won its semifinal over 11-seed Loyola Chicago, 69-57. And the Wolverines had trailed by 10 points early in the second half. There is one NBA game going on. Golden State getting a little healthier, up 64-53 at Sacramento mid-third quarter. Boston won its sixth straight, beating Toronto 110-99. I mentioned some of the baseball. Pittsburgh at Detroit was rained out. Split doubleheader for them tomorrow. Toronto beat the Yankees and reliever Dylan Batances 5-3. Boston got a 3-2 win at Tampa Bay. The Cubs got a poor start from Hugh Darvish, but came back for a 10-inning win at Miami, 10-6. Atlanta and Minnesota with wins. And guys, that Twins win, 6-2 at Baltimore. The starter for Minnesota, Kyle Gibson, had six no-hit innings, but was pulled after 102 pitches. Wow. Six strikeouts, five walks. Twins had a no-hitter going as a team until a single with two outs in the eighth. They win 6-2 at Baltimore. All right. Thanks a lot, the Sagers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's so easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part? Well, that's figuring out uh, which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Uh, busy, busy, great Saturday night. So much going on, uh, Aaron, on, on a busy Saturday night. A couple things also I wanted to touch on. First of all, you know, we talked about the coach of Loyola, uh, John Beeline, getting no credit whatsoever. Here's a guy that's just been around for a while, resurrect that Michigan team. He's just done a phenomenal job. He's, you know, they talk about the blue, blue blood coaches. They don't even mention him. He's, he's certainly underrated. Yeah, and I know that. I think he's at the point in his career where he would never leave Michigan. 
But no. if I, yeah, I was going to say if I was a Duke or a Kansas or a North Carolina, one of these great jobs that just opens up in the next couple of years, who knows? I mean, none of them are projected to open up in the next year or two, but a couple older coaches, you never know. I was thinking that. Like, if I was North Carolina, I would just throw a boatload of money at, at John Beeline and make him say no because that guy, again, what we were saying about Villanova, he recruits guys that fit his system, that fit his culture. I may have told this on the show last week, but I uh, I was in the Michigan locker room during the time that they were in Los Angeles, and he I asked one of his assistants, what do you guys look for? And they said, honestly, we look for kids that, that want to be at Michigan, that value a Michigan degree, so that if they don't go to the NBA after a year, two years, three years, they're still happy being here and being part of what we do. I just think he's a guy that totally gets it. The, the kids love Love him, which isn't always the case with an older coach. Uh, so I think it's incredible. I, I and, and this run, like you said, every year they're they're deep in this tournament, which is ironic because in a, in a world where we give guys like Coach K, Coach Cal, so much credit, it's oftentimes John Beeline who's coaching longer than they are. Antelope thirteen says, "I like the horn." Hashtag so there. I I, I don't think I, that's one of the few. I don't think a lot of people liked it, Aaron. I I didn't I think notice he's in the it. Minority. I yeah. heard a lot of people kind of complaining about it. I I did not notice it. Did you hear, by the way, Jim Nance called a meme a meme? No! It was unbelievable. (laughs) So in the first game, uh, Grant Uh. Hill, uh, so the ball was going out of bounds and Mo Wagner jumped basically onto the table. Right, I saw that. So yeah, so Bill Raftery and Grant Hill were both sitting there and Grant Hill gets this terrified look on his face like he yeah. just found a, a monster in his closet or something. I saw that, yeah. And so Jim Nance said, uh, you know, I'm sorry, friend, but you will be a Mimi for the rest of your life or something like that. And I was dying. <laughs> I, I was. It. it was unbelievable. Craig says, Aaron has it right. Don't add teams. Get a hardline set of criteria that all conferences have to meet to get selected into the tournament. So I think the sub-500 would be good, but that would probably only have limited. I'm not sure. But maybe eliminated anywhere between two and three. I don't know how many yeah. had sub five hundred that got in. But if you if you eliminate two or three, then that gives you a spot for Middle Tennessee, St. Mary's, all that. But unfortunately, I just don't think that's the reality of what's going to happen. Uh, too many power players involved. I mean, look, Arizona State was another one. By the way, people forget they. I think they. I don't even know if they finished below five hundred, but they finished ninth in their conference. Yes. Yes. But yeah. it's it's hard to say that only two Pac-12 teams are going to get in. The, the people on the NSA committee are going to get a call from that Pac-12 office not happy about it. I'm not saying that that, that definitively would have happened, but I would speculate that it would have. Um, so anyways, I I don't know. I, I'm with uh, our, our listener there. I, think, I, I don't think we need to add teams. And I understand why you say it, Arnie, because I think you're right. It's not going to happen. We're not going to change the rules uh, so fewer power teams get in. But I am totally on board with you that a school like Middle Tennessee, Vermont, your Catamounts uh, should have been in. Uh, Dan says, Spanier, your UConn women choked again this year. Embarrassing performance, you weasel-like. Uh, you're a weasel like your boy Gino Ariema. I don't know why I'm a Connecticut fan. You're the one that went to UConn. That's I number did. one. Uh, I do talk about UConn women every once in a while. Uh, do you watch the women's game? Well, you have to. You went to UConn for crying out loud. And that was a real exciting game. That was a good one. That was one for the ages. It was. Yeah, I was out in San Antonio on the Riverwalk again. Shout out to San Antonio. What a city. Yeah. Uh, and they turned it on. And yeah, from what I, I wasn't watching the game closely, but I do think it was kind of one of those self-fulfilling prophecy things where UConn was in a tight game and all of a sudden they said, oh my goodness, here we go again. And then they just played tight. And it's funny because that's always been my argument with Gino, why he's such a good coach is rarely do his teams beat themselves. And I do feel like in the last two years, they kind of sort of have beat themselves. 
the horn was terrible. Sounded like a drunk guy honking the horn of a Honda. I don't know. I've, I've not drunk, had a Honda. I was going to yeah. say, drunk guys shouldn't be honking any horns because they shouldn't be behind the wheel. But uh, I know we're coming up and the Sager's going to jump in. we got to give credit to Jay Wright. I mean, what this guy, everybody talks blue bloods and, you know, programs. I mean, you want to talk about really under the radar, as we talked about with Michigan and John Beeline, uh, Jay Wright, who is just phenomenal, always accommodating to the media. I mean, did you see last year or, you know, or when they won it on the last second shot and he just walked calmly to shake the hand? I mean, just such a a great guy, and and you know, just such you know, just well respected out there. I love that guy a lot. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And and I did tweet this at Aaron underscore Torres, and of course, I'm getting pushback on this because I think a lot of people think I'm uh, full of baloney, as you said. But you may be, yeah. Well, we have, both could be, yes, that's well, true. Well, no, but but Jay Wright and John Beeline are both guys that allegedly quote unquote do it the right way, and I think it's pretty cool in this year of college basketball scandal. Two guys that have had nothing, uh, no problems with the NCAA, no major issues, certainly in the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, but wait, wait, let's do it the right way, though. Let me ask you a question. Is that um, like dating and you're saying, you know, it's always better to marry a girl like an eight who loves you instead of a ten, that the man's thing? So if I set you up a date with a, de- a, date with a ten, you're going to tell me no thank you? Well, I mean, I, well, what are you for, talking about? Do it the right way. First of all, I've been trying to set you up with models here every time you <laughs> ask, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this, this wife of yours comes yes. out of nowhere and I can't do it. It. So I, I, so you know, so. But anyways, uh, no, I think what it means is, look, we all we all have seen over the last couple months with this FBI scandal that there is a lot of illicit behavior going on, NCA rules breaking, violations, and I think most people believe that Villanova and Michigan are offering their players a free college scholarship, free room and board, and a chance to get better and earn a degree. And that's and let's be honest. Who we the all, hell goes to college for just free college tuition nowadays? Huh? Uh, it's unbelievable, right? Yes. And we've talked <laughs> and we've talked about this on the last couple of shows. It drives me crazy some of the, uh. the false narratives out there. But yeah, no, but 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 to your point though, by the way, Jay right now, we're talking about a second national yeah. championship in three years. I mean yeah. that guy, again, you said you said it earlier. We talk about Tom Izzo, Coach Cal, Jim Bayheim, Coach K. Who would you rather have than Jay Wright? Two national championships in three years. You want a crazy stat, Arnie? This is this is maybe the craziest stat I've I've heard in a long time. Villanova has not lost back to back games. Yeah, yeah. The twenty thirteen yeah. season. Five yeah. years they haven't lost back to back games. Amazing, amazing. Matter of fact, we'll check it with the singer. When we get back, we almost crushed our number one in the books. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Wow. Good evening, everyone. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? Uh, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. He's Steve DeSager coming on in. What's going on, DeSager? Well, we'll get to the final four in just a moment. I must touch on a couple of other things first. First off, a TV reporter injured who covers the Braves for Fox Sports South. Last night, struck by a foul ball while standing in the camera well just past Uh-oh. the first base dugout. Fractured eye socket. Oh no! She was briefly hospitalized, but then was able to tweet out a photo of her black eye after returning home this weekend it's the phillies visiting atlanta philadelphia lost 15 to 2 there tonight that's pretty good the phillies with a new manager gabe kapler have used 21 pitchers already in the first three games of a season that's a major league record and um if i had a calculator that's a lot over (laughs) that is is that 21 different pitchers or just 21 pitching changes total like 
changes involving 21 pitches. Yeah, I'm sure there's some repeats there. I was going to say, I was, I was yeah. like, if it was 21, I was like, that'd be amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's I, a, I, can't, I don't roster. think it's a 21-man staff, even, yeah. well, that's even early that, in the season. That's what I meant, though. I was like, what is going on there? Are they already injuries or whatever. Notable, though, for the new manager, Gabe Kapler, the starter not doing well tonight. He went out to the man, pulled to the mound, pulled the starting pitcher, and nobody was warming up in the bullpen. So Yeah, that's a mistake. <laughs> Usually you should be warming somebody off. He took uh, responsibility for the miscommunication, and afterwards he pulled an Arnie Spanier and then said, but we're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, so exactly. why don't you do the fake injury if you're the pitcher and, and you know, say, okay, now shot, we need to yeah. bring somebody in, you know? He did try and stall and delay on the mound, and then his new reliever who finally came in was docked some warm-up pitches. Philadelphia lost 15-2. to And a great tribute in Las Vegas tonight. They uh, were paying tribute to the 58 people who lost their lives in the October shooting there, and so the expansion Vegas Golden Knights before their final regular season home game retired the number 58 they wow. had vegas strong wow. projected on the ice and the names of all the victims that is the late nhl game that's going on vegas with an incredibly great year up to one on san jose early second as how could you not i see jt tweeting about the, them all the time what a great uh, great year it's been what a great story that is absolutely it is and for an expansion team in any sport to be well, as good as this team's been well you guys hear about that vegas flu that's coming around that that organization right do you know what no, the Vegas what? flu is? No. It's every team seems to come up surprisingly oh. sick before yes. they play uh, in oh, Vegas the day before yeah, the game. Yeah. So. yeah, maybe something to do in Vegas. I'm yeah, not sure yeah. about that. The final four winners tonight, national semifinals, Villanova and Michigan. Michigan was actually trailing. Loyola Chicago had a, after a very, very slow start, a decent first half. Hooks on rebound, Ingram, floater, good. Halftime is here. Loyola, 29, Michigan, 22. The floater by Ingram stretches the lead to seven at the break in San Antonio. And, in fact, the Wolverines trailed by 10 points early in the second half. This is Westwood 1 NCAA Radio. He'll step back and shoot a three, and he'll hit. Faulkner with a three, tied at 47 with 6.50 to play in the second half. After being down 10, Michigan outscored them the last 14 minutes, 38-16. to 16. Mo Wagner finished with 24 points, 15 rebounds. The final, three-seed Michigan on to the national championship game, 69-57. Mo Wagner in the first half had 11 rebounds. The rest of his team had 10 rebounds. Yeah, he was he was just keeping him in the game single-handedly in the game. You want, that one. I was going to say another Mo Wagner stat. I looked it up today. He was 10 for 16 from the field. Everybody else from Michigan combined to shoot about 34% from the field. So talk in, about a guy that carried In that first half, aside from Wagner, they were 4 for 23 shooting. Yikes. And they had 8 turnovers first half and only a handful in the second half. Came back, won their 14th straight game. Loyola had won 14 in a row. Loyola Chicago from 3-point range, 1 for 10 tonight. 17 turnovers in the game. Their Yeesh. run is over. So the four 11 seeds who've ever made the Final Four have all lost in the semifinals. Loyola early in this game went over seven minutes without a field goal, and yet Michigan wasn't pulling away. After the first 11 minutes, it was a 12-10 to 10 score. Eventually, the Wolverines dominated the last 14 minutes of the game and advanced. Attendance 68,000 in San Antonio tonight. Villanova 
well after the first seven minutes, they'd made the six three-pointers. It was 22-4 to four over Kansas. Oh, they're the champs. Just say it to Sega Reporter, <laughs> would you please? Yeah, reporting here at the news desk, we, we actually go with games that are final. Oh, come on. Actually, come that on. are maybe in progress, maybe games that are being played, <laughs> not 48 hours away. 95-79, the final. Villanova was up by 20 early in the second half. And guys, officially now today into the Basketball Hall of Fame this year, the Mimi, Grant Hill. Yeah. Also, uh, Jason Kidd and Steve Nash. Also into the Hall, Ray Allen, Maurice Cheeks, Charlie Scott into the Hall of Fame, Dino Raja and Coach Lefty Drizel, as well Rod Thorne, Tina Thompson, and others. All right. Thanks a lot, the Sager. Hour one in the books. We just crushed that. Come back. We'll reset the games. Talk about three-pointers. Has it infiltrated the college game like it's done with the Golden State Warriors and the NBA game? We'll touch on that also. And some great tweets we got to get to. So it's a busy hour coming up right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spaniards. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up in about 20 minutes from now, at about 20 past the hour, Vegas Runner live from where else? Las Vegas will tell you what the line opened up. Already a sudden movement on that line for the NCAA championship game. We'll get that to you. And somebody's got a million-dollar ticket on Michigan. So Vegas Runner coming up at 20 past the hour. We'll give you our three predictions of the week coming up at about 45 past the hour. Aaron, uh, just kind of resetting a little bit, of course, we know what happened. Michigan beats Loyola. Uh, it strikes midnight for Cinderella. I'm very disappointed. Loyola was up by t- uh, 10 in the second half. I thought they were going to win. Uh, I thought it would have been a phenomenal story, perhaps one of the second-best sports runs in our lifetime right behind uh, Team USA when they won the gold medal. I wanted to see it. I think this takes a lot of wind out of the sail for the finals. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people want to see it. And what was cool about Loyola is something we've discussed throughout the weeks is that Uh, Really just kind of a best-case scenario for the kind of mid-major that you would want to make this run. It's not a school anyone was familiar with. We were learning about them on the fly, learning about Sister Jean on the fly, learning about Porter Mosier, uh, a guy that we both uh, agree is, is, I think, uh, really was one of the breakout stars. Everyone focused on Sister Jean, but Porter Mosier, the way he handled... No, seriously, the way way that uh, uh, he handled himself in the spotlight... I just thought showed a, a class and a respect, and I thought that it was a great march for him as well. So I do think it takes a little bit out. I, I think it would have been cool to have that true David versus Goliath in that national championship game. Instead, we get basically David versus David, yeah. Big Ten champ versus Big East champ. I'll still watch. I don't know if America will be a little more disappointed because it isn't the Ramblers. Yeah, I don't know how we can compare ratings with it being on TBS. Look, I don't great care because I'm not paying for the commercials, or nor am I you know, the one collecting the money for it, but I'm always interested to see if more people or less people watch. Villanova gets the victory. They did it by three point shooting. My question to you is, is that the new norm where college is like imitation of the Golden State Warriors? Uh, I believe what 18 of 40 from three point line. Is that what you want? A bunch of uh, guys all shooting three pointers. Because let's be honest, Loyola didn't really shoot the three as many as Villanova. And the same thing goes for Kansas and Michigan. So is, is the three point shot, is that, is that the new norm for college basketball? 
I, I think so, yeah, because I think this is one of those trends that trickles up from the lower levels as players are younger and younger. This is now a part of the game, the idea of having the true back-to-the-basket center or the point guard that, frankly, can't shoot. I mean, if you're a guard in basketball today and you can't shoot, you can't play in the NBA. And so I think it's something that is becoming an emphasis with these kids as they get younger and younger. You're seeing a tri- trickle up from high school to college to the NBA, Villanova is obviously the best example of that. But as you said, Loyola has been a good three-point shooting team throughout the tournament. Kansas, all their guards could shoot. To me, I, I absolutely think this is going to be a trend that continues. I think floor spacing. I think the other thing too, Arnie, is I think now analytics, I just said trickle up in terms of skill set, but I think analytics are trickling down into the college level where as all these athletic departments, some of the big programs have more money, they're emphasizing the idea of looking into analytics, maybe having a guy specifically dedicated to analytics. And they're seeing that uh, uh, that a, a three-point shot, even if you make fewer of them, right. you, you get more points in the long run if you can hit them at a certain clip. So I think this is all part of it, and I think you, there was no better example than Villanova tonight of what the finished product could look like well, going forward. What happens had they lost? Am I gonna, we would have sitting here going, you live by the three, you die by the yeah. three. They couldn't hit their three, and the defense was good and blah, blah, blah. We'd be sitting there saying the exact same thing about that right now. Yeah, I agree, and it was funny because I, I mentioned this earlier, but that was kind of the thing with, with Duke last weekend, not the three-pointer, but they lose with a bunch of freshmen on the floor, and everyone all of a sudden says, oh, you can't win if you don't it, it, without veterans. And Well, Duke was playing four freshmen, and they had a shot at the buzzer to win the game and beat Kansas and go to the right. final well, they four. Were up by, wait a minute, they, had, they were up by three, were they not? With Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And so, but it's it's exactly to your point. Is it's amazing how – one game, one trend can uh, one one game can kind of set a narrative or a trend going forward. But I but I, I just think that more and more kids are shooting more threes. They're doing it at the high school level. They're doing it at the college level. It's going to continue. But I do think you have a very fair point, Arnie. As you look at everybody else that basically played in the Final Four tonight, outside of Villanova, nobody shot like them. And you can very much make the case that that a lot of teams are are going to live by the three and die by the three as well. All right, Villanova, Michigan, they're in the finals. Uh, look, we love college basketball. The average fan, I don't know if it's must-watch TV uh, when it comes to a finals like this. you got the Blue Bloods in there, or at least you got the big names in there with the Michigan and Villanova. I don't know how that's going to translate to TV, especially if it's going to be a blowout because, I mean, if Villanova shoots like this on Monday, it's going to be a 20-point victory over Michigan. I don't know if there's a lot Michigan could do. And Michigan doesn't have the scores Villanova has. I don't think they can keep up, Aaron. Where is the... The Grim Reaper music there. Come on, Arnie just guaranteed victory. I mean, I, I know I'm new to the show here, but but Arnie, but listen, I will say this. I think we'll, maybe we'll both look bad by next Saturday, although everyone will have forgotten it by next Saturday. Yeah, but, exactly, yeah. But I'm with you. I, we saw this spread come out at six point, uh, six and a half points, not 6.5, six and a half points, and I said to our producer right away, Mike Mayer, I said, uh, that's going to get bet up within a half an hour. I guarantee that number will be much higher, and it sure was. And I think it's only going to continue to creep up. I actually, I'll be curious to hear from Vegas runner. I think Vegas missed on that line, and I think a lot of smart people maybe got some money in early on that line. All right, he's coming up in a little bit. Uh, Eminem, of course, producing the show today. What I love about the NCAA tournament, I don't know if you know this. There's other ch- Eminem. Where are you for crying out loud? I'm right here. I'm letting you guys do your thing. Well, there's other channels. Uh, during the broadcast, you got the regular broadcast on TBS, right? That's the, 
you know, the regular broadcast of that. Then you got what the Homer channels, the T. Uh, they call them team casts. They're the on TN. Yeah. They're on TNT and True TV, and they've been doing this since 2014. And for whatever reason. It's amazing to me what Twitter can do, but it's amazing to me that people still can't figure this out, that, hey, if you're on TNT, yeah, that's that's the Kansas broadcast. Or if you're on True TV, yeah, that's the Villanova broadcast. But it says it when you put the I, I know, and, it, and, it, and people are still yeah. pissed off about it. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing to me. It like, says, you know, Michigan broadcast. Yeah, no, or, no I even yeah. looked at the guide of my dad's direct TV because I was watching the first game at home, and like it's, it even says... Team cast. Some people just don't know what that means. Okay. And there's so, a big Michigan logo or Villanova Loyola logo. Like, yeah, in just sitting right there in the corner, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So people started tweeting in, getting upset that it was unprofessional and so much homerism going on in the broadcast, not knowing that they weren't watching the regular broadcast, correct? Yes. <laughs> If you guys want me to read some of these yes, tweets, I want to hear what some people are. Right. The, are these just regular people or are they famous people? Uh, these are mostly just regular people. There's a couple blue check marks that I see in this list that I have. So, uh, one guy tweeted in These announcers are so biased towards Michigan, you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh,. Uh, and then, what's the deal with TNT announcers? So biased. Everything is about Michigan. Yeah. Are they supposed, and he spells supposed wrong, to be impartial. And he said he spelled impartial wrong. I'm waiting for the guys. What's with these announcers so biased toward Loyola? How yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had, and then one guy said, seriously glad the game is over. I couldn't take any more of these biased TNT announcers. Seriously <laughs> in the tank for Michigan. NCAA needs to make a change. Wow. <laughs> Getting the NCAA involved. I know. You're involved in the NCAA. That's next level right there. Calling Notice how everybody had TNT on. But what was the other one on? True TV or something? Yes, or? True TV. Yes. Yeah, of course. That's of the course. other annoying Twitter thing is yeah. the first day of the NCAA tournament. Hey, uh... Guess it's time for me to find True TV yeah, on yeah, my cable yeah. guide. Yeah, you and a million other people. Yeah. Please stop. You're not funny or original. Yeah, exactly. How about no. this one? Who's this a hole announcer on TNT that is rooting for Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> I think you should be impartial to say the least. <laughs> I love it. You know, we have so I much information it. at our fingertips. Everything is literally a Google search away, and you can't find the the channel for the game on Google. You can't just go to Google to figure it out. You gotta. Unbelievable. Well, you know, a lot of I didn't know till when the tournament started that the finals were going to go ahead and be on TBS. I I thought it was going to yeah, be on they, uh, CBS. Yeah, they announced this I think last year, Aaron. Yeah, because I don't know how much you knew about it, but I remember last year they, they it was kind of a big deal actually because of the whole ratings thing of it not being on network television, and they were like, "Oh, we're going to put it on TBS." I was like, "What?" Yeah. It's like a CBS thing, and I guess since they had this new contract with Turner, which I think dates back to what twenty eleven, I think, where they started this new thing where they brought in all the major all the major networks from Turner in addition to CBS to broadcast the games. Well, it's because they wanted the money, right? Yeah, yeah it was money, it was yeah. a money motivated deal, obviously. Yeah. So, Absolutely. but but yeah, they've been doing this since twenty fourteen, and it's amazing to me every single year that this happens, where people just get mad because they flick on the wrong broadcast, and they're like, oh my god, these are so biased. It's ridiculous. I love it. it. You know, we got another tweet, Aaron, that says neither Michigan nor Villanova are blue blood programs out there. I I could maybe go with you on Michigan. Did I miss something on Villanova or what? I mean, they're going for their third championship in... 33 years, I guess. I mean, I you know, blue blood in college. Well, we're talking more recently. Not, oh, for sure. Know, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? It doesn't matter the historical. They are the program right now. Look, as 
as we know, I'm a, I'm a UConn alum, proud UConn alum. It's only four. There's only one team that's won four championships in the last 20 years, and that's UConn. Now they're not a, by technicality a blue blood, but I wouldn't trade UConn's resume for say Indiana's resume. And Indiana's a blue blood. I don't even know. I think they've been to one Final Four over the same stretch. So uh, it's amazing, you know. But it, this is how it is in sports. Everything's cyclical. But right now, Villanova is that program that even the Dukes, the Kentuckys, and the Kansases they have to look up to and say, "Wow, it's unbelievable what they're doing." No, I, I completely agree. I, I don't even know how you would say that Villanova doesn't belong in that uh, in that same group as all the other ones that you mentioned out there. Um, you know, we talked about this in hour number one. Is Loyola the new norm? Is the mid-majors the new norm? Do people like this? There wasn't a lot of build-up to this Final Four. Did you find that you were down there in San Antonio? Did you find a lot of buzz leading up to this Final Four? Maybe me being stuck up a year in the corner of the world with New York, Vermont. Obviously not buzz up here, but was there buzz down there with the four that were down there or what? There was, but I, I do think that I was in San Antonio, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but I, I, listen, I watch all the shows that we all watch. I love Colin Cowherd, what he does, Skip and Shannon, and and they were talking all weekend long or all week long, excuse me. NFL free agency, suit of the Rams, right. NBA, LeBron, KD had his moments, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point before yeah. we leave. Uh, but no, it, it didn't feel like there was a lot of buzz, and I just don't know if it's because of the teams, if it's because. Maybe it's just hard. Maybe people didn't want to talk college basketball on Monday, Tuesday when they know they're talking it Thursday, Friday. But I wouldn't disagree with you, Arnie. I would say, obviously, San Antonio was a little bit different. The fans were out in full force. A lot of Kansas fans. A lot of every fan base, really. Uh, and it was a great vibe, as I said, in San Antonio. Unbelievable city. I had a blast. But I will agree with you that I don't think that there was as much buzz about this championship round or this championship weekend, whatever you want to call it, as there have been in years past. You know, you you may like the whole San Antonio thing. I'm not so sure that's the best place to go if you want to get the most fan base to come. You know, Dallas, I think if you would have had it maybe in Jerry's world, uh, I think people like to go to Los Angeles. People like go to Florida. I'm not so sure having it down in San Antonio so often is the best way to go on that, Aaron. Yeah, well, they only had this is only the first time in ten years that they've had. Oh, it wow! There, I, so. didn't, I thought about I thought about it a couple of times. I well, didn't even know it was the first in ten years. Well, it was crazy because they had it three times in ten years from '98. I learned all this this weekend. I'm not going to yeah. lie and say I'm a San Antonio historian <laughs> here. I heard something about the Alamo while I was down there. I don't know some some Alamo something something, but yeah, uh, something. Yeah, but uh, Charles Barkley said Alamo. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, no, just holding it in the Alamo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So three right, times. Down, yeah. So, yeah. So three times from 98 to 2008. 98-04 when a certain UConn Huskies won the national championship. And then again in 20, uh, 2008, Kansas, that famous shot to force overtime. But it hasn't been back there since. Another, And by the way, you know what's happening in the Final Four, Arnie, is it's the same thing as is happening in the Super Bowl. Everybody builds a new stadium and they got to get it. So yeah. guess where the Final Four is next year? Minnesota. Wow. Don't know. Wow. But how about this? New Orleans, which everyone agrees is probably one of the two or three best Final Four cities. They haven't had one. They're going to go they're going to go a full 10 years without one as well Ooh. from 2012 to 2022. That is one. I don't care if I have to hitchhike. I'm going to be making it to New Orleans in 2022. You should join me. We'll hang. We'll do it for the show from there. Let me know when it's in Vegas. Matter of fact, speaking about Vegas, we go to Vegas next. Vegas runner stops on by. Of course, what's the latest line? How much did it move? We'll get all that. We'll get the answers to all that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, you got to get the Hooters and try the new smoked wings. 
It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste of just half the calories, you could eat twice as many. You got to go ahead, check it out at Hooters. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, busy Saturday night, 31st day of March as we go right to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, you could check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. Or you could tweet him at Greek underscore gambler. That's Greek underscore gambler. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Thanks for having me. Exciting first game as Loyola Chicago gave everybody a lot to cheer for that first half. But uh, when all was said and done and the dust finally settled, once again, 31st time in 33 years, NCAA title game, no team worse than a six seed getting the play there. So the cream definitely rise to the top. Yeah. Michigan with their defense. And then in that late game, uh, Villanova just hitting those threes. But I'll tell you what, the books were sitting pretty out here in Vegas. It was one of those days where it was nice to be a, a bookmaker. You saw where the line went. It opened five and a half. It closed five and a half in the first game, Michigan, Loyola, Chicago. Even the total opened 128, closed around 128 and a half. And then in the late game, Villanova, Kansas. Villanova opened five, closes five. Total opens 154 and a half, closes 154 and a half. Now, it may have moved throughout the week a half point, one point here and there, but the fact that it opened and closed at the same point tells you they did a really good job of setting that number. They limited their exposure, and when you get that much volume on a Final Four, the amount of tickets, when you could write that many tickets and have that little risk, it's such a win-win for the books. They could just kick back and, and you know sweep up all that vig. So for them, yeah. they had no pressure going into this who, Final Four. Who, That's going to be different come Monday. You're already seeing the Villanova money rolling in, and no surprise there after the way they looked. Who's got that ticket on Michigan for a million dollars if they win the whole thing? Yeah, the, the owner of the D out here yes. in Las Vegas, a uh, <laughs> Michigan guy, but bets them all the time. You know, he he, he fires. He he he's not shy to fire. You know, he bets, and he put a nice future on that Michigan. You know, and it, when if, if they happen to win, the book he betted at, rest assured, they're not going to do too well in their futures pool. But overall, as a whole, it's so hard. I always say that, sound like a broken record, but books just don't lose money when it comes to any pretty much futures pool, no matter who comes out in the Super Bowl, NCAA football, NCAA basketball. I mean, even look at this year, the the money coming in prior to the tournament, it was Michigan State, Arizona, Duke, Kansas, in that order. Those were attracting the money. Even ticket count, it was Arizona, Michigan State, Kansas, Kentucky. Those were the teams attracting the money, not Villanova, um, not uh uh, Michigan, excuse me, so uh, they're sitting good with the futures. Granted, if they have to pay that out, he could probably hedge it and lock in some money. It'll be interesting to see what he does if he hasn't already, um, you know, how, how he plays it. But, uh, again, the, the book sat pretty in this one and, again, in the futures market. But uh, go Monday, this, this line opened at 6, and it's already creeping up. at some of the square books as high as 7, 7.5 out here in Vegas already, Villanova. Yeah, that was my question for you, Vegas runner. Is that number seemed really low to me? And it sounds like for a lot of smart people in Vegas or people who are generally pretty smart that they agree. You know, it, it, prior to, you got to remember, just like they do with the NFL prior to the AFC and NFC championship games, they put out potential Super Bowl matchups and what the potential line's going to be. And prior to the Final Four, uh, Sportsbooks Offshore 
They were already putting out lines for the potential Monday national championship matchup. And prior to today's games, you could have bet Villanova versus Michigan. The line was Villanova minus six, Michigan 143. So they brought it out pretty much the same. They adjusted it a half a point based on how good Villanova looked from six to six and a half. And they adjusted the total, obviously, from 43 and a half, from 43 up to 45 and a half because we saw so many points being scored. Even Michigan put up like 70. Um, so I, that was expected. But it's a little surprising that they didn't adjust further based on how good Villanova looked. But like as you touched on, the better spoke immediately. And I saw on the screen already a 7.5 in yeah. Vegas. So definitely the early money is remembers what they saw last, and they're betting Villanova. How come they're not jumping on the over, and how high is the line going to get when it's all said and done, and how much money's coming in on this Monday game? Yeah, the, the, the total's going to only go in one direction, Arnie, and that's going to go up. And the only time that total's going to dip towards the under is probably a half hour before game time because what you usually see is is some sharps or a betting syndicate say this line's been knocked too far out of whack at a couple shops and they'll step in and see if they could take some value because the the public's going to bet this game over i can't see you know them betting an under ticket with going over michigan at 145 and a half i i i It'll be interesting to see how high it goes, you know, before they start seeing some money come in on the under. Uh, because again, nine out of ten tickets are going to be in that direction. But the, the Michigan money, I think, will start to come in as you they, you, they begin breaking down the game. Because remember, between now and Monday, there will be analysis by paralysis, and, and there will be a great argument made for both these teams on why each should win or each should not win or, or cover. So, you know, I think as we approach game time, you'll see a little more balance, whereas right now, and you see that all the time with all sports, you know, betters remember what they saw last, and we see it with the NFL playoffs all the time. A team looks great, line goes up for the following week, and money comes in on them right away. And that's what we saw here on Villanova. But as analysis starts happening and people start debating this game, it'll be interesting to see if, if that continues, if the ratio of ticket count continues in Villanova and over the way it appears right now. I want to switch gears here and go away from college basketball. I know Arnie wants to hit some baseball with you on the odds of his Mets finishing 162 and 0. <laughs> uh, I actually want to go golf here because yeah. as soon as as soon as this NCAA tournament finishes, everyone switches gears to the Masters. I'm I'm a guy that very much I really only watch the majors to be perfectly honest. What is the buzz going into this Masters, especially with Tiger Woods, everything that's been going on over these last couple weeks? I feel like there's going to be a lot of buzz about the tournament and I assume it's the same in Vegas. Yeah you actually nailed it right on the head. The, the, the Masters always attracts more betting action. You know, it's that golf tournament that gets it. Just like in NASCAR, the Daytona brings out those betters. Um, more in golf, obviously. And the fact that now we have a Tiger Woods who's not only expected to compete, but up at the top as far as a favorite to win the tournament. And the interest is just through the roof. And let me tell you, the bookmakers love it. And here's why. I've been here for 20 years. So I was here for the dominance of Tiger Woods. And I can promise you, there isn't a bookmaker who was here during his dominance that isn't going to tell you this exact same thing. They are 
big Tiger Woods fans. They love Tiger. They made more money when Tiger was dominant than you can ever imagine. Because it's not as if he's winning tournament after tournament after tournament. And, and they were given so, such small odds when he was winning. So the payout was so small. Um, I mean, the, that the hold was so great. They were just making hand, money hand over fist. So for them, this is a welcome sight. You know, having Tiger back right. in the mix, just him playing would have increased the handle. But the fact that he's up there with a chance, that means the money's going to come in on him, not just future money, but on the matchups as well. So they know already that they're going to have to shade those lines towards the Tiger bias like they did, you know, early 2000, what have you. Yeah, I want to get this in because I know we're short on time. Uh, the women's basketball game, UConn losing, that have any effect on the money coming in? I bet you everybody must have bet UConn, right? I, I bet you the, the the sports books must have gotten clobbered, or did they get rich on that? Yeah, you know, that's how it usually goes. The, the women's doesn't attract the, the, the attention, obviously, that the men's does. And, and even the betting volume's so low, regardless of the outcome, it's not going to help or hurt them much at all. It's more for, for talk than anything else and then that game they, they made up they they came out ahead rest assured because like you said it's UConn or nothing that's pretty much what the betting pattern is when they play um, but it wasn't a, a game that attracted heavy volume so the result wasn't going to matter to them very much all right Vegas runner you can check him out uh, of course you can tweet him at Greek underscore gambler that's Greek underscore gambler or the big moves.com that's the big moves.com always a pleasure enjoy the game on Monday and we'll catch up with you next week thanks fellas enjoy the game take care vegas runner live from where else las vegas the playground for adults will come back first the sager will check on in get us caught up in all those late games dodgers get a victory tonight the sager in five nothing was the final over rival san francisco kenta maedo the winning pitcher five scoreless innings 10 strikeouts the dodgers three starting pitchers so far this season Combined 19 innings, one run allowed, 22 strikeouts. The offense, that's another story. Despite a 5 nothing win, the offense was largely stagnant again tonight. If you add up the three games, 11 for 84 at the plate for the Dodgers so far this season. Milwaukee's 3-0 and after winning at San Diego 7-3. Christian Yelich now at the Brewers went 5-5. Five for five. The Mets are 2-0 and after beating St. Louis 6-2 today. Jacob deGrom the win. Washington 2-0 and after a victory behind Steven Strasburg at Cincinnati 13-7. Wins for Houston and the Angels for Cleveland and Toronto. Pittsburgh at Detroit was rained out split doubleheader tomorrow. Boston 3-2 winners at Tampa Bay. Atlanta a 15-2 over Philadelphia. Minnesota and the White Sox each one. Colorado and the Cubs as well. Cubs came back for a 10-inning win at Miami. As for college basketball, the national title game Monday night will be Villanova against Michigan. Tonight, a final four-game record for most combined threes made. Most three-point attempts in a semi by one team. Certainly most made by one team. Villanova from three-point land. 18 for 40 in the 40-minute game. You know, in their second rounder of this tournament, they were 17 for 41 in a 40-minute game. And they were even better on the two-pointers tonight. 18 for 25. They dominated Kansas. crushed them there. 95-79 the final. After the first seven minutes, Villanova was up 22 to 4. It was a 
20-point lead over the Kansas Jayhawks early second half. It nearly wound up the worst NCAA tournament loss in Kansas history, which would have been saying something. Michigan only scored 24 points in the first 22 minutes of its game, but came back to beat Loyola Chicago 69-57. to In the NBA, Boston won its sixth straight, 110-99 over Toronto. So the Raptors just two games ahead of the Celtics for the number one seed in the East and the NBA playoffs start in two weeks. The final in the late game now, Golden State wins at Sacramento 112-96. to And if Steve Kirk calls in, you know you just got to wrap this up if he ever calls in while you're <laughs> yes. doing this. Yeah, he says every week. Yeah. Don't think that's going to happen. There was a, a Warriors injury to Patrick McCaw off the bench going for a dunk. He was kind of low-bridged and landed on his back under the basket in extreme pain. He's headed to UC Davis Medical Center for evaluation. After a 10-minute delay in the game, he was taken off on a stretcher. Now he's to the hospital with a Warriors training staff member with him. So that looked serious. Jordan Spieth, four shots back at Golf's Houston Open. NASCAR is off for Easter this weekend. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot. The Sagers were coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more card shirts with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part? Figuring out which way is easier. You know that, Aaron Torres. You know that if Steve Kerr ever calls in, uh, I expect him to call in any week we do in the show because we went to high school together and college together. So, you know, we're very tight. You You guys are basically best friends. Well, not really, but, I mean, we know each other. I think he's mad at me because, one, I look younger than him right now. He's got those crow feet around his eyes. So I, I look younger. And, two, you know, I, I hate to brag, but I was, I was better than him in high school. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah Just yeah, worked yeah, him yeah. in practice every day? Well, we, you know, I was two years older, so we really didn't practice together, but I was still better. I'm, I'm gonna, and, wow, wow. And even if I never played him in one-on-one, I'm going to say I beat him in a one-on-one, too. It's because he was scared to play you, obviously. Yeah, obviously. You know, I, he has called my show before Oh, after he made the game winner against, I think, Utah. And he comes on the air and he goes, how are your New York Knicks looking now, huh? Oh, my so goodness. So I wish I had the cut of that. How great would that be if we could play that, huh? Uh, it'd be great, but yeah. uh, I'd rather see the film of you working them in practice every day. I mean, <laughs> that, that's what, that's what I want to see. Yeah, believe me, I'd love to see that, too. Hey, since we're on Steve Kerr, Golden State, you know, I saw the injuries to Steph Curry and all that. I, I don't know if this guy's injury prone, if he's too small, doesn't weigh enough, if it's going to cost him being a Hall of Famer, if it's going to cost him uh, being one of the greats of all times or cost him records out there or if it's the shoes. I, I don't know. Is, is it just bad luck? with? I, I saw the one where he, where he got the knee where somebody tried to block a shot and somebody got pushed into him. It's certainly not all his fault, but you got to wonder what the heck is going on there, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think that's totally fair. I, I, I am totally on board with you. If you remember, I mean, he missed nearly a full season with ankle injuries early in his career. There was that playoffs two years ago where he he got injured in game one of round one. Yeah, yeah. Came back, got injured again. And then, of course, when the Cavs beat the Warriors in the finals, everyone, oh, well, Steph, he wasn't at full strength. First of all, excuses, excuses. Cavs got that ring. But... Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I think at this exact point in his career, it's hard not to say that he's injury-prone. You asked if it was luck. At a certain point, it stops being luck, and it starts being reality, and it seems like this guy's pretty dinged up pretty regularly. He's going to probably finish playing about 51 regular season games, obviously missing 30 games, whatever that is, about a third of the season or so. Now, sometimes you can't do anything about the injuries. Like you said, sometimes it's bad luck. 
but that's certainly not true when it comes to being thrown out of a game because of uh, getting technical fouls. Kevin Durant now uh, with his fifth ejection this year. Did he only have one his entire career up to then or or something, something like, like that? that? I don't know what's gotten into him, but, man, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't know what's getting him all aggravated. I, I'm not sure what's wrong with him, if he's just flexing his muscles or what, but that's that's way too much. What's going on with him here? I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, I, I, I re-watched the video today to make sure I didn't miss anything, and what he did on Thursday night was nothing short of embarrassing. I mean, for Well, me- yeah, you can't, you, look, you can't be using words like that. You yes. purposely, you want to get thrown out when you use words like that, Aaron. That's well, just the bottom line. And here, how about this? How about just treat another human, human being as a human being? Like, be a decent person. It, First of all, if you go back and watch the play, I don't even know that it was 100% a foul. I think it probably should have been called, but I don't think it was definitive. And by the way, there are three guys on the court, and and the the weird, sad, kind of gross thing from Kevin Durant's part, you can hear on the audio the F-bombs. He's screaming them. And I mean, you know, I don't want to be the guy, oh, think about the children, but how about, again, just have some respect for this ref as a as a human being. Let me ask you this, Arnie, is I'm starting to really think now with all the injuries, with all the egos, all the attitude, I really think somebody might be able to take down the Warriors this year. I thought they were this oh. invincible. Well, go ahead. I know what no, you're going to say. I, I, no, I, I, you just said something that was so ready. I already gave the championship to the Houston Rockets. That's right. Yeah. I should have that, known that. Yeah, that's a done deal. By the way, do you want to buy shoes? From a guy that drops uh, drops <laughs> f bombs like that, or, or does that not really even make a difference? I don't want to go ahead and play the the children card like you said, but I mean, you know, you, you got to act with a certain decorum. I, I don't know. I, I understand that you want a technical foul sometimes, but I, I think he's crossing the line here, Aaron. Well, when you said, it, "Do you want to buy shoes?" From I thought you were going to say from a guy who always has lower body injuries, ankles and knees, <laughs> Steph Curry. That's a good point, also, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. No, I, first of all, I don't. And I, I look again. We don't have to fake too much anger here with with all oh, the children and being a role model nobody's asked kevin like, like i've already said it a few times so i hate to keep yeah. repeating myself nobody's asking kevin durant to be a role model nobody's asking him to be the pope here but just tone it down yeah right? act yeah. like treat the referee as a human being he's doing the best that he possibly can and to go off like that yeah i i am so befuddled by this Kevin Durant thing. I mean, one, I think it's pretty obvious at this point how thin his skin is. I mean, this was the guy that set up the fake Twitter accounts. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. And, and and I get it. He he was criticized. I, I don't even think he was criticized that much during his time in Oklahoma City. I was going to say, well, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because of Oklahoma City. But outside of that one, uh, that one, what was it, Mr. I can't, Mr. Unreliable or whatever, <laughs> yeah. other than that, I, I don't even think he was criticized that much in Oklahoma City. Every time something went bad, it was always Russell Westbrook's fault. And so to me, I just think this guy's a guy with incredibly thin skin. As our producer Mike brought up to me before the show, this is a guy that, that w- uh, couldn't win until he got to the Golden State Warriors. And I still think he's getting pushback from it, and I still don't think he knows how to handle it. Can't close the deal, Neil. I love that name. Says, great show tonight, Arnie. Your breakdown of the tournament is spot on. Can't wait for your national title pick. I'll be sure to go opposite of your picks and put my kids' college fund on the line. So another uh, thing of a kiss of death for me. Rob says, your partner, stinking genius, is the patino of sports talk radio. He's corrupt, shady, classless, and a pathological liar. So obviously if I got a fan there. Did you see the story about Patino saying he's not going to the Oaks? 
because he's still mad about getting fired. Yeah, it's amazing how how often Rick Pitino seems to ironically find himself in the headlines. I mean, for a guy that that claims that he's trying to move on from his life, he seems to be in the headlines an awful lot. There was a great moment during uh, an ESPN broadcast. I think it was an NIT game. It was the day that Louisville hired their new coach. Rick Pitino called into Seth Greenberg just to tell Seth Greenberg how much he thought this was going to be a home run hire. And then, by the way, he threw out a bunch of stuff about, oh, the NCAA isn't going to come down on Louisville, this and that. But had to put himself in the news even at the moment where the school was literally moving on from him. All right, and, and you know what? You answer this next tweet before we get to the break. Eric says, hey, uh, sneak of genius and Aaron, best, college ba- uh, best basketball coach in college or the NBA is Brad Stevens. What do you think? What about Gino Oriema? No, I, I, I'm kidding. Easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, I, I think you could make the legitimate argument that Brad Stevens is the best coach in. in Phenomenal. Yeah, he is. And th- that's a team. Phenomenal. They, the injuries keep happening. The, the roster turned over a lot last year from this year. And I know that they had Kyrie for a good chunk of the season, but they also didn't have Gordon Hayward. They're forced to play a lot of young guys right now. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all yep. the guys that we know. I think that's a great point by Eric. So shout out to Eric, what caller the or tweeter of the day for Aaron and Arnie. I think he's right. I think you can make a case for Brad. I don't think you can even make a case. I think it's hard to argue against anyone other than him right now. When we get back, uh, Aaron and I will give you our three predictions for the week coming up. A few other things we want to get to before we wrap up the show. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Coming up next, top of the hour, straight out of Vegas, our buddies R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. Great look, great perspective, a Vegas perspective. That's coming up next. Aaron, I used to live in Vegas for like a year. Really? You, oh, you. Oh, boy, I didn't know you, that. Wow. Wow. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? Wow. Very young. I was like 26 or something like that. How many days of that year do you remember? It took like, off. Uh, it's like dog years. took off seven years of my life. Wow. Like, yeah. But it was worth it, though, I bet. Oh, like like you never would believe. And now you're in Vermont, huh? Are you just in hiding? Maybe that's what it is. You, you did some stuff in Vegas, and now you got to make sure nobody finds you. Is that Witness what it, relocation is what it's called. Witness relocation. Give us a little music. We've got to get to our picks before we get out of here. Straight out of Vegas. Coming up at the top of the hour, I'll start things off. Oh, take Villanova and take the over. Villanova going to boat race Michigan. Michigan makes it look respectable, but it really wasn't. Villanova wins it there in 86-72. Take uh, the over and lay uh, the points with Villanova. I'm with you. I was dumbfounded when Villanova opened as a six and a half point favorite, as Vegas Insider told us, or Vegas uh, Runner told us. That number has already been bet up in less than an hour. So I like Nova. I'll say 84 71 blowout city. Let's go to the Masters, but you brought it up. I know I'm uh, jumping the gun here because we'll be on the air when this thing is going on, but I, I, I don't know if it's wishful thinking hoping I want it whatever it is I'm going with Tiger in the Masters hey he's not that big of a long shot wow what are you doing that for what do you think Aaron what do you like hey I'm not a golf guy so I'm I'm not either I'm in it for the storylines give me Tiger he's gonna you know he's gonna catch Jack this year he's gonna hit all four majors Tiger Slam 
and he's catching Jack at 18. Let's go. Let's go. Golf's back. Sorry. One other prediction a lot of people are not paying attention to, even though Notre Dame uh, goes ahead and beats UConn. I'm going with Mississippi State. I think they're making their second straight finals appearance. I'm I'm not sure that's what I've been told, but that's okay. Nobody knows either. So I'm going to take Mississippi State in the women's finals in the NCAA, Aaron. You say nobody knows. Your boy Torres knows. Don't you worry. (laughs) I am the women's basketball insider on this show. Uh, Mississippi State beat UConn in the semifinals last year and could not close it out in the championship game. Although, no lie, I don't remember who they lost to. But this is the year they get back. They get to the stage for the second straight year. Mississippi State Bulldogs, your women's national champions. Yeah. Oh, and I got to give a bonus pick. Rob Gronkowski to my Rams. Look yeah. for that trade to get done. Yes. Wow. So there you have our pick. Get Odell, too. Please. But remember, they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, I really think Gronk's going to get traded, Aaron, when it's all said and done. Yeah, I heard, I guess it was, was it Ephraim and all them before us were talking yeah. about that? Ephraim uh, and Brian, no, yeah. Yeah, and Ephraim, Ephraim and Brian. And I think what what has been brought up is a fact. And I think actually it was Doug Gottlieb was saying it during the commercial break and old clip from this week. But Bill Belichick, the one thing... You gotta be you gotta be all in on football to play for Bill Belichick, and if not, he's gonna get rid of you. And there has been way too much Gronk going to the movies talk, and, and not going to the movies, but he wants to uh, he wants to be an actor now. He wants yeah. to be a, a, a superhero. Uh, he'll be a superhero uh, with the Bengals or the Browns next year because Bill Belichick ain't putting up with that. Well, I, I never thought he was going to make an announcement until like a month from now anyway when he gets a million-dollar roster bonus. So uh, I thought he was going to go ahead and keep that close to himself to collect that money. Uh, thanks to the crew today, uh, Raider Ryan, uh, running the show back in Los Angeles. Uh, thanks to Eminem. He, I don't know what he really did, but I, I think he does He stuff, gave us so. those great tweets. He, the yeah, tweets I guess about he gave the us Final that. Four. Uh, of course, thanks to DeSager. Torres, you have a good one straight out of Vegas. Coming up next, stick around for them, R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. So they'll give you that Vegas perspective. I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to hear that, especially with the championship coming up and, of course, everybody wanting to bet that. You know people love to bet the NCAA Finals. Aaron, enjoy your week. I'll speak to you next weekend. Straight out of Vegas next right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.